Hi, and welcome to Filled with His Love. When we think of the Ten Commandments, we think of a set of rules, especially things we should not do, all the thou shalt nots, to lead a good moral life. But I like to think of them as the Ten Commandments of Relationships. The first three commandments are obviously focused on our relationship with God. We should love and serve God with all our heart, might, mind, and strength. We should not worship any graven image. We should not take the Lord's name in vain. And when Jesus was asked to name the two greatest commandments of all, he said, Love God and love thy neighbor as thyself. Loving others is the focus, actually, of all the other commandments. And so Jesus was helping his disciples understand that every other principle— All the law and the prophets, as he said, hung on these first two great commandments. So let's consider the other commandments. If these two commandments are the most important of all, loving God and loving our neighbor, if all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments, then the other commandments should help us keep the first two. Commandment number four is to keep the Sabbath day holy. Now that's, at first we don't think that's a commandment that focuses on relationships, but I believe it is. How can keeping that Sabbath day holy help us grow closer to each other and to God? My wife and I spoke on Easter Sunday to a freshman ward at BYU. When we asked them what they were doing to make this a special Easter, as Elder Stevenson had counseled us to do in his April conference talk, several said, oh, you know, one thing we've done is we're studying Come Follow Me on each day focuses on the day approaching Easter. We're, we're doing this Come Follow Me all together as an apartment, and everyone shares their insights, and it's all focused on Easter week, and so it's just been really uplifting. Several groups said that. I once served on a committee the church formed to help members focus more on the meaning of this fourth commandment, keeping the Sabbath day holy. You might remember some of the lessons that were coming fast and furious, actually, in our curriculum about how to keep the Sabbath day holy. And I'm sure you'll remember President Nelson when he said, quote, I no longer needed lists of do's and don'ts of what I should do on the Sabbath. When I had to make a decision whether or not an activity was appropriate for the Sabbath, I simply asked myself, what sign do I want to give to God? That question made my choices about the Sabbath day crystal clear. He was focusing on his relationship with the Savior, rather than on lists of specific actions. He was showing his love for God by making the Lord's day more holy. So the fourth commandment about keeping the Sabbath day holy really is a relationship commandment. Okay, now let's look at number five, commandment number five. And this one, pretty obvious actually, this urges us to honor our parents. This commandment has far-reaching implications for relationships. Think of attachment. If we have a secure, healthy attachment to our parents, we will be able to form secure, healthy attachments with others. If our attachment is unhealthy, either avoidant or anxious, or a combination, anxious-avoidant, forming other relationships will be more difficult until we recognize our unhealthy attachment style and seek for ways to correct it and make it better. In addition, when we honor our earthly parents, we don't only love those who gave us birth, But we begin to focus on our ancestors as well. We become tied to them, attached to them, as we perform ordinances in the temple for them. So commandment five is a far-reaching relationship commandment. Commandment number six says we should not kill. Now there's one that we all think, okay, I've got that. 
uh, I don't wake up in the morning uh, thinking of killing someone. And of course, killing another person would definitely affect the relationship quite negatively. <laughs> but this commandment goes much further as Jesus taught. We don't need to worry only about killing with a gun or a knife. We need to worry about killing another person with our words or actions. Harsh, attacking language or actions, it's a form of abuse. And when such communication comes out of one's mouth, it can kill something inside the other person. President Nelson has taught the importance of eliminating contention, I think perhaps more powerfully than anyone has ever taught it before. Contention is often filled with harsh, attacking words. It's often accompanied by anger and loss of temper. Nothing can destroy relationships faster or in a more profound way than anger and loss of temper and attacking words. So this commandment, thou shalt not kill, is definitely a relationship commandment. Commandment number seven, thou shalt not commit adultery. Of course, again, this is very clearly a relationship commandment. The current culture calls it cheating. But that word, you know, in, in some ways it trivializes the action of an unfaithful spouse to me. It's more, adultery is more than cheating. It's a rejection of the wife or husband as a person. It's a rejection of the covenant made with a spouse. It ultimately is a rejection of God. So it's a, that's why it is a very serious sin. Commandment 8 tells us we should not steal. At first glance, we think of this commandment focusing on theft of things. Someone stole my phone or my car, etc. But again, this is a relationship commandment. We can steal more than things. We can steal someone's dignity. We can steal someone's self-worth by belittling them. Nowadays, someone can steal our identity and use our credit cards to buy what they want to buy. But we can steal someone's identity by not recognizing who they really are. We can see them as mere mortals, as I said in another episode, as C.S. Lewis said. They're not mere mortals. They're much more than that. They're eternal beings. This is in many ways a form of stealing, taking their identity away from them. It's a relationship commandment, pure and simple. So, commandment nine, we shouldn't lie. It's interesting how dishonesty underlies so many other immoral behaviors. It's certainly at the base of adultery and is definitely a part of stealing. Watching a murder trial, it can be very difficult to know who's telling the truth, and sometimes we even lie to ourselves. Since we are commanded to love others as ourselves, we need to be truthful with ourselves. It's easy to fall into a pattern of denial. Sometimes our son, who's a physician, says um, he treats people who are oftentimes in denial. He diagnoses their disease, and then they try to ignore it, deny it. They don't want to have it, and so they deny it. It's a kind of rationalization. I don't have a problem with this or that. But we actually do have a problem with this or that. We just lie to ourselves about it, and that affects all of our relationships. As it has been said, there is no such thing as private sin. In other words, everything we do, even when we think we're doing it in secret, affects our relationships with others. Lying to ourselves often begets lying to others. So, 
lie, this thou shalt not lie is definitely a relationship commandment. And commandment 10, actually, I could talk about this one for, um, I don't know, a lot of episodes. It says we should not covet. This commandment was left for last, I believe, because it is the motive that leads to all other sins. We steal or lie, commit adultery, or verbally attack someone because we covet something, often worldly goods, but also it could be fame or notoriety. We covet because of pride, and pride, as we know, is the mother of all sins. So covetousness affects all of our relationships. It keeps us from forming the close, deep relationships that we so desire. So next time you think of the Ten Commandments, I hope you will see them as the Ten Commandments of relationships. If we followed all ten, especially the way that Christ taught, we would strengthen our attachment to God, to family, and to friends. All of our relationships would grow richer and deeper if we followed these time-tested moral imperatives. Yes, all the law and the prophets hang on those first two commandments, to love God and to love others as Jesus loved us. I hope this is helpful to you, and we look forward to seeing you next time.